0: possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here today with Sarah Mack, a very special guest who I'm super excited to talk with. I've gone on her podcast. She's been in some of my programs um, and she's a really, really incredible story that I think a lot of you are going to resonate with. So hi, Sarah. Thank you for being here. Hi, Taylor. So happy to be here. Awesome. So let's dive right in. I have a lot to ask you about like your story and your journey and all the things that you've navigated. But before we do that, do you want to just take a second to tell people like what is the work that you do right now, who you help right now? And I'd also love to hear about some of the cool stuff that you've accomplished.
1: Okay, cool. So my name's Sarah Mack. I one of the title I'm currently going with is writer and creative business mentor. And I help creative entrepreneurs to create create more freedom in their life by launching coaching programs and scalable online group programs and selling them online through authentic storytelling. My zone of genius is messaging. My background is as a copywriter. And then money mindset is the other thing I love to dive into. And I actually, funny, because I know we're talking about pivoting, um, I'm now adding astrology into my business. And that's like another new adventure that I'm bringing into my brand and, you know, have been over the past couple of years, which I'm super, super excited about. And yeah, some of my accomplishments. So I started my business in the middle of a giant burnout when I was working in the film industry. And I knew I just wanted location independence. I wanted freedom over my schedule to take care of my health. And that's kind of how I landed in uh, becoming a copywriter. So I did that for a couple of years. I started attracting a ton of coaches as clients. That's what introduced me to the coaching industry. Obviously, I ended up in a coaching program. And that's when I discovered Money Mindset. And I doubled my income two years in a row. So I launched my own, I went from freelance copywriter to launching my own uh, copywriting agency, doubled my income from 25 K to 50 K. And then I was like, Oh, I need to bring in money mindset work to the work that I'm doing with content strategy with clients. So I launched my coaching business and I got to six figures within 13 months of starting that and, you know, phased out that my copywriting agency and, um yeah, I've been coaching since 2017 and I've traveled to 18 different countries while doing it. I'm kind of like calming down from the whole digital nomad thing, and I'm finally happy to have a bit of a home base. I I emigrated to Canada and in the US. So yeah, it's been it's been a wild adventure.
0: I feel like you have done so many other things while growing and running this coaching business. <laughs> like I feel like you are just like the exact definition of like a creative, multi-passionate, adventurous, (laughs) hobby-filled woman. I love it. So I think that people would have a lot to learn from you around that as well. But I'd love to hear about um, when you decided to transition into coaching from the copywriting, like you built this successful business. I see a lot of people navigate this where it's like, okay, I built this business. It makes good money. Like clients are coming in and yet you feel this pull to do something else. I mean, what was that like? What was that a like? What was that a like? What was that like initially for you? Like what were, what were your thoughts around? Like, I want to start this coaching business. Like what was going on in your head? Um,
1: yeah, I feel like my entry into entrepreneurship was, it was interesting because obviously I was in a burnout, so I didn't, have you know I think this was the gift of having like very low level of resources money energy you know time because I was literally like I was in India at the time and I would just meditate and get a little bit of work done and like rest and you know I I went there because I knew I needed a bit of runway to just rest and recover my health and so intuitively I was very drawn towards the bare minimum from the beginning, because I've i never been like a, you know, crunch it out 12, 18 hour days girl, because I just didn't have the capacity to do that. So I think that was a real gift, you know, in like the struggle um, of teaching me lean strategy, and really just intuitively being led to the things that, you know, would get me where I wanted to go, which was copywriting. And then, yeah, like obviously doing so much work on my money mindset, which I really needed to So when I, um, yeah, I started attracting all these coaches, I was writing for their websites and people would obviously send me links to people that they aspired to. So I was like, who are all of these incredible people with like really inspiring businesses. And yeah. And then when I ended up in a program and just the whole concept of mindset work was brand new to me. And I remember was emily williams i think the first program i ended up in and i did one of her pro one of her first sessions and i just remember this is like what i don't have a very good memory but i just have such a clear memory of this slideshow that she did where it was like confidence is a choice and it's just you know confidence is made up of the thoughts that you're thinking and the thoughts that you choose to think and i just really struggled a lot in my relationship with money i was very avoidant i was very disorganized didn't really have any skills and I had a lot of mindset stuff to work through around, you know, valuing my creativity because my whole childhood, everyone was like, don't do anything creative because you'll be broke forever. And so mm. that was just the voice ringing in my head. You know, I initially I was in theater when I was young and everyone was like, everyone in theater is so poor. And I knew I didn't want to be poor because we, I just, you know, like we were surrounded by people with so much money in the southeast of England. And we always felt like that poor family who was next to this, you know, one of the wealthiest public schools in the world and, you know, international children would be flown in everyone went on international holidays. And so we just saw life and we were like, I want that, you know, we would walk me and my brothers and sisters would walk down the streets in London and be like, see like the palace and Harrods. And we were just so aware that there was so much more money available that, you know, wasn't accessible to us. So I knew that I wanted, you know, I wanted to create something like that for myself or maybe not a palace, but (laughs) I wanted to have more money. And so I knew I had, I had some bigger income goals, but I was just coming up against myself over and over and over again. And so when I really you know, got into the money mindset work and it started working. And bearing in mind, I started charging like $5 gigs on Fiverr for my writing work because I had such low confidence and value in myself. It was pretty easy for me to double my rates over and over and over again. And, you know, before long, I was charging hundreds of dollars an hour and I doubled. Yeah, like I said, I doubled my income and I was I would see my clients who I would write strategically the most perfect copy for, And then they wouldn't follow through on their launches or, you know, they just wouldn't do anything with it. And I could see that they were sabotaging because of the money mindset stuff. And so that's really what inspired me to bring the mindset work that I had been doing into my content strategy work. And I'm trying to remember because it was very soon after I had my agency. I think I'd been doing that for about a year when I started another brand um with Sarah Mac, which is the name of my coaching business I literally created a Facebook group put up a business page and started uh promoting started creating content explicitly around mindset explicitly for creatives because you know I had so many like incredibly talented amazing um heart-centered like artist friends who were all so broke and I was like you like if we had more money, the world would be a better place. And so I really wanted to help my community. And I had to, again, do a lot of mindset work around that because I was like, well, I really want to work with artists. I really want to help people who have issues with money. So obviously, my brain was like, no one's ever going to pay you the money that you really want to be earning in your business. And I just obviously had been having success with the mindset work with my copy work. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to choose to believe that the people I want to help, there are some people out there who are willing to pay and invest in coaching, you know, high ticket coaching, because I had done that, you know, I was like, if I've done it, there are other people out there who have done it. And it literally took that leap of faith of, even though I have so much evidence that there's nobody who will do this and there's people who don't have money and who don't invest in themselves and who are broke. I'm going to believe that there are some people out there who will buy this, you know, mindset coaching package. And that's, you know, and I took that leap of faith and it worked. And I signed some incredible, incredible artist clients and started offering um, mindset coaching money, mindset coaching for creatives. And then I had my uh, copy agency still, and I just kind of phased that out and I was doing exclusively money mindset coaching. And then later I kind of like, you know, brought the two together and I started launching, um, programs combining the content strategy with the mindset.
0: So good. I have so many little things I heard in that. <laughs> it's like, if you see me like typing, I'm like, don't forget this. Cause you know me, I'm <laughs> like, oh great. My mind went blank. <laughs> so I have to have the notes, but, um, Oh my gosh. So good. Did you have like, when I talk to people that want to pivot, like, and I have a lot of conversations like this, cause I love this about your story. It's similar to me. There's so many things that are similar, but, um, doing like done for you. I did like every done for you marketing service under the sun on it, honestly. <laughs> um, and then transitioning to coaching, people always want to know, like, how and you kind of mentioned like it sounds like you just did it like you you did start a separate brand people always ask me about that which is not really as complicated as it sounds but in your mind did you kind of have a strategic uh, approach where it was like I'm gonna like once I get this many clients I'll let go of a copywriting client or did you kind of just flow with it like I'd love to hear like where your brain was at with that from like a strategic approach for pivoting
1: Yeah, I had no strategic plan whatsoever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was just running after things that felt fun, which has kind of always been my business strategy. Um, And yeah, I basically, obviously I had this idea and I was, you know, already had a bit of an established community online and had been in some coaching programs. So the first thing I did actually was I got some pro bono clients the first two with my brother and sister I was like I need to just trial I gifted them a six month money mindset for a coaching package for their birthday and I was like I just need to test this on like somebody else so I did that and then I asked another friend you know like a colleague in um in a coaching program I, I was in and I gifted her a package and By the time I had done those, you know, I was like, I can see that I'm good at this. I can see that I'm helping people. I can see that people are getting results. And that gave me the confidence to charge for it. And then my very first program was a group program. And I think I sold one person into it. And then I like hustled in a Facebook group and was like, who wants to do a trade for my program? And I, you know, I think it was B-School or something like that. One of those Facebook groups and another couple of people joined. I managed to get four people in. I think one person paid for it, but I was so happy. (laughs) And um, yeah, it was like a month long thing. We just had one Zoom call a week. It was called self-worth magic. And yeah, one of the people, I don't think I ever took the trades for, you know, I was like, just come in with my program. <laughs> that yeah. It. And then um, then I launched another group program. Then I launched a membership and I was charging like 25 bucks a month where I kept putting the price up. And then one of my clients in there had her first 10K month. And I was like, mm, I could probably charge more for this. <laughs> and then I closed down my membership and I launched my first kind of like three months high ticket group program, which was create money, the fun way, which was all money mindset. And yeah. And I basically, Oh, I also, um, yeah, obviously that client that got her, had her first 10 K month after that, I created a high ticket private mentorship program and she used that money to hire me (laughs) because she was like, I'm getting amazing results with you. And then I sold a few other spots as well. And that was my first 20 K month. That was my first five figure month. And yeah. And then I just continued to launch group, and high-ticket private mentorship. And, um, yeah, and I phased out the copywriting and then was just, yeah you know, as soon as possible, you know, as soon as the money, enough money was coming in for my coaching business, I phased out the copywriting because that gave me so much more time on my calendar, which was really the initial intention behind my business so that I could write for myself. Like, I'm a songwriter and I wanted to write a book and, you know, I needed more of that creative bandwidth my own projects.
0: Hey, you guys, real quick, I need to take a minute and tell you about Transparent Sales, the membership. This is a new offering in my business that I am so excited to be posting and running and inviting you into today. So this is literally the most no-brainer way to work with me that I have offered in years, maybe even ever. It's $97 a month and you are getting four pieces of content from me per month, all designed to support you in making way more money from your content, having a way more profitable business, creating sales with so much more ease and selling out your offers no matter the price point. So this way of doing content and selling and marketing is going to help you sell out your own membership, your own low ticket offers, but also high ticket offers. So inside the membership, you'll find women who are selling out $1,000 courses, $300 courses, memberships, $20,000 coaching packages. It helps you with all of that. We are going into your email marketing strategy, your social media strategy, Instagram stories and posts and Facebook and all the things. We'll talk about podcasting and we'll talk about posting content events like your own free trainings. Um, it's just going to be really, really good. You guys, there's four drops a month. So every month you're going to get a content plan for me where I'm saying, Here's what I would be doing this month. Here's where I would be showing up. Here's how much, here's the angles I would do. Here's like how much I would sell and the ways that I would sell. Also every month you're gonna get a new piece of curriculum from me. So this is a super actionable training to help you create better content. Um, also, every month you will get a QA. So there will be an opportunity to submit any questions that you have for me, and then I will answer them for you. Um, and then finally, every month, something I'm really excited to do is give you access to my content insights. So we will be taking a look at my own podcast stats, my Instagram stats, my email stats. And I want to do this because I think so often we're trying to replicate what's working for others. And you actually don't know what's working for them. So I'm actually going to show you, here's what you saw me do. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's my takeaways. Here's what I'm doing differently or the same moving forward because of that. There's a Facebook community. Anyway, you guys, I could go on and on and on, but I want to get back into the episode. So just go to thetaylorlee.com slash membership. Again, it's literally $97 a month. There's so much content waiting for you already and an incredible group of women in there thetaylorlee.com slash membership. And I'm super excited to celebrate you joining us. All right, back into the episode. I love that. My favorite thing that you said in that though, was how you had four people in your program. You said I had four people who who were in, I think just one paying and I was so happy (laughs) because I think what happens is that people get that kind of result and they're like, it's only four people and only one paid. And I had to like literally give it to people for free or for a trade. Like sometimes we get so negative with it. And these, Mm -hmm. um, these baby steps, these baby wins actually in the moment are huge, right? Like that your first paying client in any business, like that's the hardest one. (laughs) That's the hardest one to get. And I also love where you shared it with the, um, Copywriting. How you were doing five dollar gigs on Fiverr to start, and when I started done for you, I was doing seven dollars an hour on Upwork at the time, or Odesk, it was called, or whatever, right? But very similar, and I did the same thing. I was like, okay. I mean, I I don't know if you were this strategic with it, but I was I was pretty strategic. Where I'm like, okay, May first, I'm going to increase my rate to ten dollars an hour, and then at the end of May, I'm going to increase it to twelve. And at the time, that felt really big. Every first client at that new price was so exciting, but it was also really doable. And I think that people miss that in, when you come into the coaching industry where it's like 10 grand, 20 Mm -hmm. grand, which is amazing. You know, like I love charging high ticket. I love empowering people to charge high ticket. You're worthy of charging high ticket, but Mm -hmm. if you're feeling kind of insecure about your work or your ability to get clients, like, I just think it's so important. I'm sure you would agree if any, anything you have to add, I'm here for of like, get some free clients, get some $5 clients, $20 clients, $100 clients. Like we don't care. Like it's just getting started and getting started to a point that clicks for you. And then being able to double it or increase it or whatever. Um, I just noticed those baby steps as I call them quickly really compounded. So then like, I'm a year into coaching. I have a 10 K package and people are like, how did you do that? Well, I just took fast baby steps instead of like huge giant leaps that just felt impossible for me you know
1: yeah totally and I would literally raise my rates every client and I yes. think um and then I did that in my, in my coaching business and I think starting on Fiverr was just such great training for entrepreneurship you know the way they they set it up with like would they take the payment before you do any work and You know, the communication and they kind of teach you how to be an entrepreneur. One of the great like mindsets that I got from being on Fiverr first was just this whole concept of building your portfolio, you know, because you get a client and then you get reviews. And then the more reviews you get, obviously, I think, you know, the algorithm like pushes you out more Mm -hmm. and then people have more faith and trust in you. And I think that just was a great way of thinking as I went into my coaching business. I was like, you know, and I, yeah, I started working on Fiverr for super super low rates um but yeah I, I would do that again you know if I was starting off and that's kind of how I brought astrology into my business you know I was doing it working on my own stuff for myself and then I just thought this is how I bring in anything new in my business now I just start giving bonuses to my current clients or you know or like a, mm. a resigning bonus where I'm not like selling it but when I want to experiment with something or a new way of doing something, I'll yeah gift it to the people that I already am working with and have relationships with, and then you know that's a great way for me to continue to add value and to test things out and to get enough um feedback for myself to have the confidence to then go and price it and launch it
0: I love that that's so genius, and also just I have to say like. I think it's awesome that your first clients were your brother and your sister. (laughs) Was that like uncomfortable? Did it go well? Like, can we know just a little bit more? I feel like it obviously depends on who your siblings are, but I could see like, I think that's badass because I think a lot of us, it's just like, we don't make our, the coaching we want to do like real in our real life. Like no one gets what we're doing. Like it kind of feels made up. You know what I mean? I think because I'm the eldest,
1: I've always kind of had that role of like telling them what to do. So it was kind of a, a conversation that. me. <laughs> um, and, you know, I really saw the difference. That was the first time I'd worked with a man, my brother, just like how quickly men take things and run with them compared to women, and like how much more coaching women need mm-hmm. to just like believe that they can do something. And because my brother, you know, he's a DJ and like everything every goal that he set during our time together he's now met you know he's been featured on BBC radio he got signed uh the label of like the top producer that he wanted to be signed with and um so yeah that was cool he just to have that experience of him being like, okay, cool. This is the new belief. I believe that I'm going to go and take the action. And um, yeah, women tend to not have the same programming or like have some other layers of programming that we have to get past before we just go and take the action and believe in ourselves. Um, But yeah, no, it was a, it was a good experience.
0: What a cool way too to kind of get out of the coaching industry a little bit, which I think a lot of people want to do, but it's like, but how like these, like DJs or, you know, songwriters or I don't know. I'm just thinking of random stuff. Like they're not in Mm -hmm. successful women, entrepreneur, Facebook group or whatever. Right. Like, so what a good way to just get out of that bubble by just getting out of it, gifting it, seeing where it takes you. And then Mm -hmm. now it like is, first of all, that sounds awesome for your brother, but it's also really awesome for you to like, you're like, this works for anyone. Like this could work for a DJ. Mm -hmm. It could work for like someone who owns a shop, like on the downtown street. It works for coaches, obviously. Um, so I think that could be a really cool takeaway for people like that who are like, "How do I get out of this like bubble?" It feels like, you know, and help like real life people. So <laughs> I, I'm glad I asked that because I think I have a feeling that that's going to help someone. People are everywhere.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: we overcomplicate it just because they're not in a Facebook group does not mean you can't work with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, um, my first high ticket client I met, yeah, like an in person networking thing. She was an author. And, oh, that was a funny story too. She was literally like having a meltdown on the street and I bumped into her and I was like, are you okay? And she was like, I'm really stressed about money. And was like having a meltdown. I was like, oh, I think I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> How funny is that?
0: Oh my God, I love that. Oh, that's so cool. So um, this kind of leads me into something else I want to talk to you about, which is having an ideal client that doesn't have the money, which you kind of started to bring up. I at this point have started attracting a lot of moms as I've become a mom. And a lot of those moms want to work with moms because there's moms. There's just like this thing Mm -hmm. when you're, you're like, you get it. I get it. Let me help you. Mm -hmm. Like it makes sense. But that bel- I know for you, it was, I want to work with creatives and artists and they might not have the money for coaching, but it, it goes in so many areas. I want to work with moms, stay-at-home moms. They might not have the money for coaching. You touched on this a little bit, but I really feel like people need to hear this from someone who's actually done it. Like, what was that process like for you? What have you learned? Like, what's really helped you help these clients um, that either maybe don't have that same level of investment or understanding Or maybe you just had the mindset of that. I just, I want to hear the whole, the whole thing on that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I literally had to shift that belief to start my business. Like I had to choose to believe that the people who, that the people who I really wanted and felt called to support, um, wanted to invest in themselves and wanted to invest at the level that I wanted to charge, you know, it's like that sweet spot where like all the desires, converge like you have to believe yes. that there are and obviously there are people in that group who don't who don't have the money they don't want to invest and they don't want to invest at your prices and sometimes the difference between an ID, like a dream client and not a dream client is like someone's really amazing you really want to work with you with them they really want to work with you but they don't want to invest and like the version of them that does want to invest you know and yeah. it's like such a small shift and And I think, yeah, there was like, obviously a couple things that really helped me with that. One of them was just being really clear about the fact that I exist, (laughs) you know? I was like, I exist and I think like this and I invest in myself and, you know, I've been the type of person who like on paper maybe would look like they wouldn't be able to invest, but I've taken risks and I've invested in myself and, you know, I don't really believe in risks like, I think following your desire, not following your desires is a risk. Um, but, you know, and I definitely have taken financial risks that I, yeah, like, I've not been good with managing my money in the past. And that's something that I've learned through taking risks. But I'm so glad that I fucked up and learned the lesson, you know, and I did it and I didn't like hold back. But I've invested in myself, I've, you know, taken out credit, and, you know, it's definitely paid off for me. And there are people out there who know they want to make a change. They know they want to invest in themselves and, you know, they are resourceful and they will create the funds even when there aren't any. And then I think the other thing that's has me and my business is obviously offering lower priced, um, like group programs, which make it more accessible for people and have enabled me to, build relationships and help people and show people how I can help them. That makes it really obvious the value that they're going to get when they enroll into the higher ticket offerings with me or private mentorship with me. And it actually creates that desire. And yeah, just as like really self-explanatory when I've helped them get results already um, that they feel, you know, like it's not a risk and that it is a really good investment um, to work with me at higher level higher ticket levels.
0: Yeah. I love that because I see a lot of people thinking like, okay, I've got to go completely low ticket then like eBooks and guides. And, you know, I can only charge $20 or whatever. And I think having those things is great. Like, I feel like you and I are similar in a sense of, we have a little bit of both like low ticket, Mm -hmm. high ticket, mid ticket, like no brainer, stretchy, like, um, but for me, it's not everyone wants to do high ticket private coaching, but if you do, and you don't think your client can afford it, it's like, just have it because you'll be surprised. And most of us aren't out here wanting 50 50 private clients, 20 private clients, probably not even 10 even. It's like, Mm -hmm. how many do you really want? Two, three, four, maybe five. If you're like really into it, if you're also running other programs, it's like, it's not a lot of people. And there are moms or creatives or artists or everyday people, whatever you, whoever your target market is, who will want that. And then there's plenty who will be so grateful that you have the other options. So yeah, I think having both is like the smartest move if, if that's what you desire and everyone just rewind and re-listen to what Sarah just said, like rewind a minute or two, because the reason it's worked for you is so many of the beliefs that you just spoke, like, just like, as if they're fact, because to you, they are of like, there's this mm-hmm. sweet spot between our desires. I think not following my desires is the risk. Like that's why it's worked for you because you you've I mean obviously you you walk your talk right. It's like you've created these new beliefs and you're embodying them. One way you embody them is just speaking them, declaring them as is. So I think everyone needs to go back and listen to what you said and listen listen for those powerful beliefs you just said and and ask themselves oh, am I thinking that way or am I thinking differently? My desires are risky. Maybe what I want isn't right. I think that's what a lot of us slip into. Right. And
1: it's so important to have that foundation because whatever you believe you're going to speak to in your messaging, right? But when you you really have to be anchored into that foundational belief that there are people who will happily pay this and it's like not even about the money, it's about the person, it's about the transformation, It's about the commitment and the readiness and the ambition and recognizing that those people exist. And it's so important to be speaking from that belief with messaging that speaks to those people. Otherwise, you'll continue to attract more and more evidence of, you know, that belief that people don't have the money.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love this. Everyone listen to this twice. Listen to this three times. <laughs> <laughs> I think this last part is going to help so many people. I mean, even if you work like we can, I feel like we just look for proof that we don't get to have what we want. It's like, even if you work with coaches, like, Oh, um, the coaches I work with are newer or the coaches I work with have been burnt by too many coaches. Like we, mm-hmm. I just, I hear it left and right. It doesn't matter who people's target market is. I feel like we're just looking for reasons why we can't have what we want. Um, and I think we can just as easily look for reasons why we can it's a lot more fun to at least go for it so I love all this I feel like we could just go on and on there's probably a million more things I could ask you about but I want to keep this super digestible for people and I'd love for you to just share with people where they can find you and connect with you
1: sure thank you so much this has been so fun my website is with and my podcast is Creative Magic Club. That's the name of my Instagram handle. I love hanging out over there. And I'm, yeah, on all the places which you can find through my website.
0: Perfect. And of course, we'll link to all of that. You guys, if you feel the pull to Sarah Dufflingo, at least follow her and check out her content. It's amazing. That's why I have her here. <laughs> but thank you so much, Sarah, for, for sharing this with everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. Of course. All right, everyone. Goodbye. And I'll talk to you next week.